we will probably watch the second one tonight. We can discuss it without spoiling anything for you, Michael. There's literally, I can't say literally, but yeah, it's not much to spoil. <laughs> we can we can talk about it pretty freely, I think. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. I would like to start by welcoming you all with a staccato voice because I was thinking about other things and I got really distracted and I just didn't know what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Were Gamers. Andrew seems unwilling to have my, high energy today, my, so here we are. My, my, my brain broke there for a second. <laughs> Sorry about that uh we yeah hi we're back 292 we were gamers jj's back michael's back they're both here hey hey it's officially january i know it was january last time we talked um but like we're now into january you know what i mean and uh nothing says to me more that it's january than agdq agdq awesome games done quick JJ Michael, it's here. It's happening yeah, it immediately. Is. Concurrently. Con- yeah, that's a better word. That's the word that means exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I know there's some runs coming up that people are maybe looking into, excited about, but you know, by the time this airs, it'll already be Wednesday. Uh, so I just, it's, you know, it's a yearly shout out to a gigantic charity thing. I think that we try. To remember to do because it's worthwhile. So, I wanted to load that up up front. You guys can throw in any uh, mentions if you wanted to at this point in time. I think TikTok. I'm very curious to see how a uh, shoot. What was the name of that game? I I was shocked to see that the speed run for it was 32 minutes, and I know I've played that game, and it took like four hours i'm trying to figure out how it's even pop i think it was ori every game (laughs) yeah i caught i caught a little bit of that and it's uh it's real fast like the category even says like no out of bounds no crazy glitches and it's like how how (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh so yeah i'm very curious about that one um i did catch the mega man 2 speed run just man that game is just so good Man, that game is good. And th- that game is hecka broken, man. There's all kinds of stuff that's like zipping across lines and skipping rooms and all kinds of stuff. What just... platform did they play that on? Do you do you Yes, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's like a, oh, this one's super broken in, in this re-release, you know? I, maybe it was a re-release, but it didn't look... It's hard to tell digitally, yeah. right? I mean, I guess I don't a lot know. of these, now you can barely, you know, I don't know. There's... Who knows? Yeah. Everything's getting upscaled these days. I wonder. Uh, wonder uh, it says know. it says on the schedule what they're playing it on. Oh, well, I, we don't have. Time I want to say I thought it was NES, but regardless, um, yeah. yes, too. Regardless. Uh, speaking of HGDQ, uh what is one of the phrases, uh, the catchphrases of that show? Orb. Or. Gotta go fast. Yes. Which comes, I guess, from Sonic, probably, I think. Believe so. 
almost directly. I, I might be bad at Sonic, or or I don't like it. I tried. I I one of my goals in the new year, uh, which is not a, a resolution because I've just started doing it instead of making a resolution, um, was to make sure that I was trying out and playing games uh, that I had purchased and making sure to do that. Right, like. I, I'm I don't know about you, but as a Wii were gamer, I have a hefty backlog of games that I think look really cool, so I buy them and then I don't play them. You're you're in good company. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I don't do that, but I'm pretty sure my backlog is smaller than both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you I might have both of you beat combined. We'll see. But point being, everyone said that that Sonic Mania game was amazing and the best Sonic almost ever. Uh, and I remember having a Game Gear, which I have deep nostalgia for currently because an analog pocket has showed up on my doorstep. And that had, you know, Sonic on, on it. And that was fun. Um, I might be bad at Sonic. I don't know that I like Sonic. How much Sonic have you played beyond the first, like, Green Hill Zones? Maybe not as much as I remember. Yeah. Because those first, like, three stages or whatever it is all have, like, some really amazing flow once you, like, get the paths down or whatever. Yes. And you can, like, zoom through those levels. Every level after that, I felt like, and again, I also am guilty of this is not playing very much other Sonic beyond those first several levels um, is just like you running at light speed directly into a wall and stopping immediately (laughs) and then like going where do I go here yeah it's a maze find your way through it I get the maze thing but uh, yeah maybe maybe the idea of I played that especially when it comes to things as old as a Game Gear or a Genesis or a Super Nintendo. Maybe I played that means I know that I booted it and I definitely know what that game looks like, but I'm not sure how much I actually played of it. I'm starting to to wonder about my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it also could be you, you, you know, you played those first several levels several times and then didn't get to like, you know, level six or whatever. And now you have gotten to level six and are just like, uh, yeah, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also, now that I'm uh, of an age that understands that it's a maze, I keep stopping, right? I'm like looking around the level to see where I'm supposed to be going, where I might, what I might be missing. Cause I know there's a secret, you know, every, every frame, every, uh, screen, there's a different way to go basically. Uh, which means I am not got to go fasting and then, uh, not, jumping and doing the things uh while spinning and therefore dying a lot gotta not think about it just go i think that might be the thing um okay but it sounds like maybe we're all not that sonic uh sonic perfectionists here or sonic uh aficionados maybe somebody could email us podcast we were gamers i said that really fast but i meant it Short emails only, I guess. Short, yeah. Gotta gotta fast the emails also. Give me give me tips. I'm into that. I'm okay with that. Uh speaking of tips, JJ. Yes. Do you have any tips for me to continue playing this uh Hearthstone Mercenaries game that I have stopped playing? 
No, because I also stopped playing. And I actually stopped playing like a really long time ago. So like I couldn't even tell you like how the game mode has evolved beyond the first like month of release. Oh, man. We we have been slightly busy, I think, uh, between all of us. And um, it just never got talked about. Hearthstone Mercenaries. And it's weird to me because when I went back, I've been going back through old episodes for other stuff, right? For the thing of the year stuff. And looking back through and seeing how much we used to talk about Hearthstone and the balance and the cards and exactly what decks are. It was a weekly event. There was the Hearthstone Hearthstone minute. There you go. Michael remembers. Poor poor Michael had to listen to all that. (laughs) (laughs) So it was weird to me that we never talked about it. So I put it on my list of things we still needed to discuss. I needed to discuss it because I personally leveled i think six characters to the max and then said now wow. what i think you did more than me i used crypt's trick uh which has now been patched out of the game uh, for uh okay the, yeah crypt found he, a path he grind a low level thing many many times yep yeah uh and it was fine and maybe i missed part of the enjoyment by doing that but i think it also opened my eyes to something jj Hearthstone Mercenary is a gotcha pawn game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know? It was very clear when they said there were packs. As soon as they said there were packs, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as much of a gotcha game as a card-based game is with card packs, right? If you have random card packs, there's a no, gotcha no, type it's element. Worse. It's not, way worse. Oh, it is worse, certainly. I'm not going to disagree it's, with you about it. It reminded me, once I, once I started to see the analogs, it reminded me of playing that Fire Emblem game with all the tokens and shards and this and that and the other thing, individual. Michael? Yeah. So you, you, you level a character in that thing, and then okay. you also need to get tokens for the character uh-huh. in order to upgrade the character's uh their abilities abilities and their um what's the other thing treasures or something treasures yeah well no for the treasures you have to do quests that uh are random so you might have a quest for some random person but they're level one and you need to do a thing they don't have Hmm. you can you can kind of generate the randomness by making sure they're in your party and then you can sort of uh like that's the way to do it because i did it but uh they're yeah they're kind of random so it also doesn't make changing your party very easy no they really want you to like go through 17 yep. menus to do that well the, and and they want you to play that same character over and over again because to to get multiple les- levels of those treasures and stuff you got to keep doing like i think there's like 20 something quests per character oh yeah it's a lot yeah uh, and that, then there's like that, 50 characters and 30 levels per character and ooh. 20 quests per and yeah 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 uh cool okay I planned to ask you more about this uh, in the past but now in our future our future 2022 selves we get to walk away from Hearthstone Mercenaries and say no thank you so the one thing I wanted to say about it really quick is that the, you're drawing the parallels like Gotcha Games uh, which is a good parallel because it has a lot of those elements. The thing that I saw, which again, I didn't really know because I'm not a player of this game, but apparently it's extremely analogous in a lot of ways to Raid Shadow Legends, which is a game with a great reputation. Oh, uh, by great, you're, you're holding your nose, I assume. I, I'm scare quoting it here. Great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
uh, reputation for just being the most mobile game, mobile game with all that kind of monetization and nonsense involved in it. So, wow. Uh, apparently, oh. people are saying like, "Yeah, man, this is like they ripped that mode off hardcore." And I was like, "Okay, I don't know. They had never played that game, but I think yeah. those people should have learned the first time around." <laughs> one might think, right? Yeah, the people. Uh, I guess are people are saying, to... you know, it's more fair than that one, but that's oh, not okay. a big step. Yeah, you wonderful, know? cool. Well, it's uh, not the most exploitative thing. Gosh, I, should we make this the uh, the the tabletop card game minute then? Because I I did a thing yesterday. Uh, either of you have magic cards lying around in your closet. You should you should bust those out and maybe see what they're worth in this modern day where uh, everyone buys everything collectible on the internet. Just just so you know, <laughs> I just I definitely don't have any magic cards that are worth anything. Uh, you I have may, other cards. You may not but... think that you have anything that's not worth anything, but stuff going back to when we were playing magic is now, um, in, in some measure of bulk, right? If you just go through your whole collection or whatever, uh, it's worth some money. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have any of the magic cards from that time. I see. I see. So no, but I have other cards. I wonder if some of those are worth anything though. I suspect since most of those are for dead games. No. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Probably not eh, worth look, worth looking it up anyway. Yeah. Uh, the community for magic is still strong. And, uh, the notion that I had in my head was, well, I'll keep, I'll keep some around. Well, no, no, I'm just not going to do it. Some of the people that, uh, I played magic with 15 years ago Mm -hmm. (laughs) have now moved out of state. So I don't think it's in my future to, uh, be worrying about that much anymore. So the nostalgia hit was pretty crazy strong to try and play magic again i know we have talked about magic arena on here before should i do that or magic online so where's the really hard i guess i guess maybe the question is where's arena at and should i get back into it or should i go to magic online so arena is largely the same as when you left they've added some new things most of which are ignorable uh but the client hasn't really improved in terms of features. They Weird. just are adding new cards and adding new um, cosmetics and boards and you know things of that nature. They're not really changing the base experience of that system. Mm-hmm. Magic Online is really... Have you ever used it before? Like ever in your life or no? No. I mean, it I, is, I assume Michael hasn't either. I don't know. I have not. No. Yeah. It is a game from like 1998 or something. Oh, so it looks like Ooh. an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. It has all the cards. And and I mean all. It has every card Magic has ever printed. In from it, every set, right? right? From every set. Mm-hmm. Arena does not. No. And that... Are, Arena goes back to like, uh, I want to say... Maybe like the original Innistrad or Ixalan blocks, which mean nothing to anyone here if you haven't been playing for a while. But sets from before that, there are older selections of cards from those sets that have been re-included. Like there's Thoughtseize now. There's, um, you know, some of these like old, really powerful cards are in Arena, but not because they included the whole set, because they included that card, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so as a result, like the the formats don't really line up. Yeah, standard is the same. If you're playing standard magic, which is the like rotating format that rotates every two years, that format is the same between Magic Online and Arena. If you're playing almost any other format, it's not. Right. It, specifically, if you're playing Commander, which Magic doesn't really support at all, or Arena doesn't really support at all. Because Commander is an interesting mode. The thing about Commander is that it's multiplayer. Yeah. Right? And Arena doesn't support multiplayer. It only supports head-to-head. Good point. And a lot of the fun that people have when playing Commander is being able to sit with a table of six of their friends. You're all playing the same game at the same time. And, you know, each of your decks are doing all these crazy things because it's like a hundred card deck and everyone has a commander card and ones of each card in each deck and all this stuff. And that gives you like, you know, all these like crazy capabilities and, you know, allows everyone to do all this stuff. But commander allows cards legal all the way back to like the beginning of the game, like dual lands are legal Ooh, in commander. I remember those. Those are cool. <laughs> You know, it's, that's just like a, a touch point I knew you would know. But like, yeah. you know, th- there's tons of old cards that are because it's only one of it's not broken and not overpowered and available in Commander. And so as a result, like you can't play Commander on Arena. They have a mode called Brawl, which mimics it. But again, you're only playing head to head. And yeah, you can, you know, use Arena's historic format, which has, you know, the most available cards. But now they've started introducing digital only cards into Arena. And you can't turn those off, hmm. you know? So, like, once you have a, like, a card that takes advantage of a digital format, it's in the system. You can't, you know, if someone puts it in their deck, you can't, you know, unless you're house ruling it between friends or whatever, right? You're you're going to see that stuff. Yeah. So it makes it its own thing. So I, the answer to your question is, you know, if you want to play Magic, Arena is a nice-looking place to play Magic. Uh if you're worried about your collection being devalued or something, then you kind of have to go to Magic Online. Um, but Magic Online looks awful and is really hard to play. Yeah, I think that's. I think you've given me the answer here, which is and, go try out so, Brawl. Yeah, however, I will caution you that <laughs> it's again, it's still really hard to get into those formats because the card pool is still very big. Yeah, and you don't get a lot of wild cards in that game. And to get wild cards and without investing, you know, a lot of money, you need to play a lot. All the time. I don't know if I have time. And you that. probably okay. will have to be playing standard because you won't have the cards to play in, you know, the other formats. So, stuff to consider. JJ, you're bringing me back down to earth in, in the We Were Gamers fashion. Just I would love to play Magic with you on Magic <laughs> Arena, Andrew. I would be there for you, man. I'll play some games, but <laughs> do consider that mm-hmm. uh, I have a lot of cards in that game and you do not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, uh, speaking of coming back down to earth, uh, Michael. What you got? I need you to tell me that I haven't missed out on something in my most recent visit to Disneyland. Okay. Where's the fun? I mean, which park did you go to? The original park. Um, I, I feel like it's... 
I asked a leading question. I said back down to earth because clearly I had a a problem. (laughs) You know, I watched like an hour and a half video on the history of the FastPass system in Disney recently. That's pretty interesting. That's uh, that system's dead there, JJ. Yeah, it is gone. It is which now is, gone. I, I feel like it's part of the reason why the fun has been lessened. Uh, yeah. They explain the lots of very good reasons why it's dead uh, mm-hmm. in this hour and a half video. JJ, they yep. replaced it with something worse. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. I believe you. I, I worse fast passes, but you have to pay for them. Oh, it's mm-hmm. worse than a fast pass. And you can only buy one. Mm-hmm. No, you could buy an unlimited one that works all day for $20. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, you can only use one at a time, but it doesn't right. matter if you can only use one at a time. If the system has gone from, remember how fast pass was like, you, you skip half the line and then, uh, you become part of the line basically. Depending on the ride, but yes, yeah, it, it was in different. General. Yeah. Uh, we stood in line for that millennium Falcon and the people with the new thing called the genie or whatever it is. Uh, genie plus genie plus walked right past us all the way into the ride front front of the line in a continuous motion that caused a 45 minute line to become a 90 minute line ah andrew welcome to the other side of the fast pass issue where you were the one exploiting the system in the past no yes 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 you are you weren't no you weren't because the 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 line estimates were always correct they right? were not. They were inflated. Uh, the line estimates were roughly correct. If you were told it was 50 minutes in the main line, it was roughly 50 minutes. I've never been in a Disneyland line with a fast pass cutting ahead of me that turned from 45 into 90 because um, okay. the, the people walked right on the ride. It was, My point is that previously, people who did not use the FastPass system were experiencing the park the way you are experiencing it now with increased wait times. Whereas you, the person using FastPass, was treated to less wait times. Well, everyone could use FastPass before, and it doesn't matter. That's fine. You could pay for it now. Uh, The problem is, JJ, uh, you could just in most rides, walk your way over into the paid line if no one was looking. Hmm. That seems silly. It sure does, doesn't it? Because yeah. there's no one at the front checking anything, right? Nope. Yeah, at least not as diligently as they should be. They cool. should be checking people at the entrance and the front and literally only check people at the front and anywhere that I could tell. So if you found that your seems... way into that line somehow, uh, you know, maybe like on, stepping, a, on a corner a railing, where you step perhaps. over a rope. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. Don't see why you wouldn't do that all the time. The uh, the new food rules, J- uh, Michael, are quite interesting. With the need to the uh, need to use mobile ordering, or you basically don't get oh, food. Oh my goodness! Yes, it's ugh. the yeah. the mobile ordering right now. The way they have it set up, um, is it's bad on its own. I think what makes it so much worse is that most places have also decreased to having a single walk up point of sale. Yep. So you either go to order food and it's several hours from right now when you actually want it, or you have to go wait in a half hour line behind all the other people who also want to just walk up and order food. Uh, The fun, the fun, man. They looked at the fun and said, where can we take it away? 
you know well, where can where can we monetize it you, you put the right word on that because my next and last example because i don't want to give them any more time on this was that i brought my penny thing because i was super excited to go back to disneyland for the first time in so long so i brought my thing for pennies and my quarters and my pennies mm-hmm. and little kids who were excited to crush the pennies that they had brought and the, use the quarters all the penny machines, you just tap your phone to it and it spits out a already already crushed coin. Lame. That's, that's lame. They increased the price to a dollar per. Yeah, it's the most lame monetization of anything I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Made me sad. Okay. Thanks. I thanks. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, fix your I, fix your house there, Mr. Mouse. I really do want to uh, encourage people to watch this video on Defunct Land, the I YouTube will watch. channel. I will, I will. It watch. is very long, and it goes fully into the history, and I think is pretty fair to what has happened with that system. And it totally agrees with you about with the new system that it's like, hey man, this is like not a cynical cash grab, and it's uh-huh. probably maybe not better. But maybe it is better in some instances, but not others. And so it, it's pretty fair about it. And I, I don't want to discount any of your points because they are right. Yeah. So, um, Andy, I, I think that to to one of your points that the the wait time issue will get better. Because um, even before they rolled out the new system, the wait times since Disney has reopened, and I don't know if it's just because they're understaffed still or what's going on. But the wait times have fluctuated wildly compared to what they used to. I'd believe it. I mean, everyone's dealing with pandemic issues. I don't blame the people that work there. Not one bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's certainly not them. Like they're just dealing with the system they're given, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's That's why I said, Mr. Mouse fix your house. Yeah, I, I I want to point out, though, that the the fun that you guys were having in terms of like how FastPass was working for you relied on knowledge and your ability to go to the park multiple times and know how the flows of the rides work and where to get fast passes and when to go and how to do all that stuff. Right. OK, so and experience. Not everyone has all that stuff. Sure. Experience was available to you. However, if you looked at the Internet, oh, sure, totally it tell it, you exactly what to do. Of course. But the issue is there are people who don't do that research. Right. Sure, and yes. then you are basically feeding on their wait times. Like this, the, the video <laughs> explains the, it in like how it works. It's very interesting. It's true. Um, and it's, enjoy, some, it's somewhat true. And I mean, your uh, points are still right. You're not wrong. Like, mm-hmm. and your experience is totally correct, but it is interesting that the system of like the people that exploit the system a lot and use it to its fullest capability, get this way better experience than the people who don't. And is that fair? Maybe to some degree, And, like, is this new system more fair? Well, yes, in some respects, it treats everyone the same, except the people who pay more money, who then get treated better. I don't actually necessarily think the new system is, quote-unquote, unfair. I want to be informed that the way it works is they get to walk directly on the ride, and then I will hand you another $20, because that is not the way the old (laughs) system worked, right? Like, if I had known, if I had known signing up for the day, that my daughter who really wanted to go on the Millennium Falcon would be able to walk onto it with the Genie Plus, I would have paid $20 for that. Right. 
right? Yeah. And but but no one tells you that that's the way that it works now. Not like the old fast pass where you only skipped a portion of the line. And also, no one tells you that the wait times are so off that you're going to be lied to about 45 minutes of your time. And, and I think th- the craziest thing is like the system between the parks here and the parks in Orlando completely has different. been completely different for a super long time. Yes. Uh, and th- you think that the fast pass system was good here? Holy cow, dude. The one in Orlando was insane. You could book your fast passes 60 days in advance. I don't know that that's good at either. It's not good yeah. <laughs> for a lot of ex- very explained reasons. Anyway, so they, it goes into all this stuff, and it's very inter- um, like surprising the results yeah. uh, that come out of it. So anyway, people can go uh, check out the YouTube video if they're interested. Defunct land, you said. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the channel. Uh, since we're on the mouse, uh, JJ, in our chat one day, you said, what is this Boba show about? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you figured out what this Boba... Okay, uh, up front, we're not going to do any spoilers because Michael's not caught up. Are there even spoilers to do? <laughs> like, I, I truly am asking that question seriously. Um, maybe uh, the carbon scoring forthcoming uh, will uh, answer that for me. Can I give you but, a Can I give you a preview of carbon scoring upcoming? Sure. No one knows the answer. <laughs> okay, great. Because I don't know either. <laughs> And I still don't know what this show is about other than, like, we've had, like, two very extended flashback sequences. Yeah, well, Michael, you haven't seen the next one, but it's basically the whole episode. Okay. Uh, And so, therefore, I don't know what the show is currently about other than telling me things that happened in the past. Which, I mean, you know. That might be what the show is about. We we debated that on Carbon Scoring for quite a while. And uh, it it came to our opinion that that might be what it's about, you know. Because cause who knows who Boba Fett even is, right? You, you kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, you know you know him as a child, and then you know him from his moments in the original trilogy, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. So, I, and I, I mean, mean, I'm not, I have, I, I feel like I can't have an opinion on the show because nothing has happened in it, and I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know what to say, like... It, it, I watched the first episode and I came away with it being like, I'm confused about what this show even is and if I like it or not. Yeah. I like the quality of it. I, I think oh, it is course. filmed well, generally. Robert Rodriguez uh, I don't know, can, can tell a story, so we'll get there. I don't, I don't know that I particularly like the acting, but I think the acting is intentionally stoic, so that makes it hard to judge. <laughs> so, Yeah, it'd be interesting know. if he ever played like a clone trooper or something to see if he changed it up a little bit i would want to see him emote any at all before i pass judgment on his acting <laughs> skills <laughs> well uh go watch moana he's the he's the king from the moana's dad yeah but that's animated like i mean his voice one, changes his inflection voice, certainly but look i believe he's capable as a human of producing different sounding things that's not like a and emoting through his voice, I believe it. But acting requires more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. All so, right. So, anyway, I, I have no opinion on the show because I still let's, like I don't let's, know okay. Then, then let's get an opinion. I guess I don't know. Uh, I hope on something we did stream all of us, and still this is this is checking off the bucket, guys. From from I mentioned last episode how we haven't caught up. He Man, we haven't talked about He Man and Revelations Part Two. Revelation Part Two. That dropped 
like before Thanksgiving. Yeah, just just before. Can you can you believe that? No. I Time can't. is a flat circle. How does it work? Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Dark sorcery. Yeah. Oh, um, transition. Hey. <laughs> Man, uh, that was fun. It was very good. I think I watched all of those in like a three day span or something. Like oh, pretty quickly. Very back long to at back. all. Yeah. I I might have binged them in one day. Yeah. I like the okay, spoilers. I like the most spoilers again. I'm not I'm not gonna warn you again. That uh they really took Skeletor back to some pretty obscure roots there of his ability to change sides instantaneously all the time. Uh there's some there's some stuff in that movie about She-Ra where you find out that Skeletor used to work for Hordak, who is the bad guy in She-Ra, and then betra- was betrayed by Hordak and left for dead, and then worked with uh, King, whatever his name is, uh, Adam's dad, to betray the Horde, and then betrayed them back afterward, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's vintage Skeletor. Right, no there. back is safe from being stabbed. Uh huh. Pretty great, in my opinion. I was, I liked it. I liked that uh, they really went for it with Evil Lynn. They just really went for it. Yeah, she she has a like a full arc. I mean, she has an arc and then a rubber band the other direction. It's like. Like a, she is the arrow in a bow and arrow by the end of that thing, or a boomerang. Does she? She doesn't come all the way back around. I'm saying, you know. Yeah, the, no, you're right. That's the, true. The arc in the bow is her arc in the story, and then pew at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't not shoot her. Wrong. I'm not saying they shoot her, but uh, you know, just or are you saying that? Uh, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't no. shoot her. I mean, <laughs> no. it's somewhat weirdly open ended, I guess, with her. Uh, wandering off into the woods or whatever she does. Yeah, she she like abandons her staff and then just w- kind of walks away. Yeah, uh, it's very left there, very ominously for like a is there a season three moment? Uh, I don't think there is, but no, I think there yeah. is not. Savage He Man was pretty dang cool. I liked the uh the raw emotion because it can become a He Man moment. <laughs> was pretty cool. I think I really liked the, I don't know, was it a revelation that the sword wasn't needed really the whole time anyway? Yeah, that I was, think that's that the revelation, was a cool yes. touch. That was, the, that was the thing, and being like, oh man, actually, it just turns out, you know, you could have done this, it's just you thought you needed the sword, but you totally don't. He and has it, always had the power? He, yeah, yeah he you have the power, the sword was the conduit for it. Right? Maybe we all have the power. Hmm? Yeah. I, I man, I just I can't say enough good stuff about that thing. For a thing I went in, go, I went into with like no expectations whatsoever, not really being a fan of Motu, and then coming out of it being like, man, that was a great time. That was a really good time. I I was just jazzed about the whole situation. I uh, redeveloped, I think a appreciation for filmation animation and that era of cartoons. Thanks to this, right? Like 
I remembered that era of cartoons. I remember the '90s era of cartoons way better. Yeah, I could I could still name what happens in some of the Batman Beyond episodes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I watched He Man as a kid, but I was just a little bit too old to have watched all of it or developed a fondness for it. You know, uh, a permanent fondness for it. But this sent me back into like a oh I should watch that, and now the kids are into it. And as hokey as the animation is, I mean, it reminds you of like 1970s, 19, yeah, like 1970s cartoons. They didn't really get much better during the 80s, early 80s anyway. Yeah, the animation quality uh, didn't really pick up, I would just say, around in general until like maybe the 90s or something. Yeah, I would say like 88, maybe 89. Is about okay, where, sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's the 90s if we're just rounding up. I was just thinking of like some late 80s cartoons are definitely better than early 80s because most of them were developed in the 70s, right? And then made. Right. And, anyway, it does that irre- irre- irrelevant to this argument that maybe old cartoons are actually pretty good, even if they're hokey and weird. Now I'm going to watch Scooby-Doo is what I'm saying. Ooh. Man, talk about a formula. Although, I mean, I guess to be fair, the old He-Man ones literally had the same formula. So I can't, <laughs> can't argue too much there. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. And the Revelation thing was, was better than I had any right to be, for sure. So many great one-liners. Oh, dude. I can't even... I got to oh, go man. back and watch some of them. Because I, I, I think I texted Michael crying at one of Skeletor's lines at one point in time. I was laughing so hard. That's uh, Ran- Randor has some particularly good ones. King Randor, oh, yeah, right. dude. The one, the one in the that first episode of Part Two by Fisto. Oh yeah, yeah. Just too well, many good ones. So I guess Part Three would be the uh, the actual cliffhanger, which is um, which is the tech thing, right? And the. People are screaming sure, they, in their heads because uh, they, I know Ken is screaming in his head because they uh, left all of that stuff with Triclops and the the technology motherboard motherboard. motherboard. Well, and so when motherboard them. when motherboard attacks Skeletor and changes him at the end, God, that really is a spoiler, isn't it? Um, that symbol on motherboard was the symbol of the horde. Hmm. Um, okay. See, that's the thing I didn't know. Uh, that that's from Shira, right? That's the bad guy from Shira, and that's the people that Skeletor betrayed, and so that's why I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, Michael, I finally found it. So you loved we don't do puns, kill him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that and, was the one. It was such a good. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I I watched good. at least three times and probably more Mark Hamill's delivery of what are we gonna do? Ask her nicely. <laughs> oh my god we are <laughs> uh, Skeletor just has god Mark Hamill I, I want to say and shout out to I, Kevin Smith was one of the lead creatives right uh, writer and and director for this yeah was yes. he okay yeah. he has an uncanny ability to go back to like old stuff from well, I mean I guess was his childhood also but like childhoods of our era and reinvent them for a new story for our time. 
He's just like really good at that, man. Yeah, I did it with uh, Green Arrow before, and he did it with he did the, Batman was, multiple times. I was literally yeah. thinking of the Green Arrow comic uh-huh. uh, as I said that. And yeah, it's it's good, man. He's good at that. I think that's his real calling. I mean, I I, I can can I can appreciate his humor in a lot of other you know original stuff that he's done and some all time classic stuff and things like Mall Rats and uh, I mean he's got the goods around uh, multiple things, but currently, most recently, this type of stuff seems to be where he really shines. And uh, God, who else could have gotten Mark Hamill to show up and play Skeletor, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, man. I really honestly saved. I mean, it's not that the show would have been bad without him, but like it really saved Skeletor from being a a joke into being something that was very amusing, but acted so well that it wasn't uh, comically bad. Yeah. Wow. Mark Hamill is just so good at villains also. (laughs) Like, man, Skeletor, he's like unbeatable as the Joker in a lot of those Batman games. Cockknocker. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, man. Just this is a great show. Man, people should watch that thing if they haven't seen it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh you really should. I mean it, it's really hard to recommend something that is like based on a cartoon like He-Man. Um You really don't need to know. Like the really the first time that I could think of that you should watch something before you watch He-Man, right? was when we got to the season finale ish time and that Hordak symbol showed up and I saw I thought, uh oh, people are gonna have to watch the uh move the Adora movie, the Shira movie, because otherwise Yeah, I had to I had to look up what that was. Yeah. Because otherwise you don't know what the horde is, unless you watch Shira, uh which, you know, Netflix has a Shira show on there, so you might have watched that. Um yeah, what a good thing, He Man. Mm-hmm. It- and like, you know, the great part is even if you don't catch these references, the show still works. It's still totally good. Totally does. Totally. Oh, does. yeah. That's like my favorite thing when a show do- or a thing does references and it's there for people who want them and it doesn't get in the way for people who don't. Can I can I I talked a little bit about this on carbon scoring, but have either of you since they're all streaming on HBO now, have either of you seen any of those new WB MonsterVerse movies? Not new, I guess. The oldest one is like 2014 or something. That Godzilla or Kong Skull Island or King of the Monsters or Godzilla versus Kong. I think I saw Kong Skull Island on an airplane. I have not seen any of them. Okay, I'm going to preface this with a statement that I wrote down in my phone. Give Gareth Ed... All of Hollywood is listening to this because we're this good. Right. We do have reach, so uh-huh. it's, that's well known. So I'm going to use it. Give Gareth Edwards another movie to do, you cowards. <laughs> the man directed Godzilla and uh, what? Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue One. And another movie I haven't seen. He's got three movies under his belt. According to Kit Monster, his first movie, Monsters, Monsters, his first movie is very good also. As a Cloverfield adjacent type thing. Mm, not selling me with that one. Uh, well, I guess he didn't have much budget. So uh, you, okay. don't, you yeah, don't see tough. monsters and stuff like that. But it is well acted and very stylized. Those three films, by all accounts, uh, one of them I can't vouch for. But the other two, Rogue One, you guys have seen. Sure, yeah. Pretty good. 
give Gareth Edwards another movie. That Godzilla movie was really good. I made fun which of that. Godzilla, hold on, which Godzilla was this? Because God- there have been several. Not King of Monsters. And not Shin Godzilla, right? Not Shin Godzilla. Uh, it was. Is it just called Godzilla? Godzilla 2014. Yeah, I was making sure I had okay. the date right when I said 2014 earlier. Is this the one with Ken Watanabe? Yes. Okay, I have seen this movie. And this uh, movie's not bad. Elizabeth Olsen and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen this. That movie's not bad. That movie's the, pretty good. The trailers for this movie, I've watched all four of these now, and you can listen to Carbon Scoring for me to talk about more of it because I'm not going to waste the time here. But I have to tell you, out of all four of those movies, this one actually is the best, and it's the one that I made fun of when I saw the trailer, and I said, that's going to be Dogpile. Gareth Edwards tricked me. That trailer was not the movie. Uh, I remember in the lead up to that movie thinking like, oh, this is going to be dumb. Yes. And I went to go see it and actually it wasn't dumb because they did the correct thing and the movie isn't about the dang monster. It's about the people. And that's why it's good. (laughs) But it's about the people in a believable way. It's not just the people running around screaming. No, I know that. Like I said, that's like, why it's good. oh, they we're make just a people p- story, well, and the monster is in it. They tried to do a people story in a different one of these movies, and it didn't work at all because all the people did was run around doing stupid stuff that didn't make any sense. Uh, this one made a heck of a lot of sense, and every time that the people were in danger, it was extremely stylized. Like when they're trying to move a nuke, they're trying to move a nuke in this thing on a train track, and the fog comes in, and. Yeah, it's really good. I'm not going to say any more than that. No spoiler. Yeah. You know. That one's that one's good. That one is good. Anyway, that was my shout out for streaming. Give it, give Gareth Edwards another movie. Hashtag you cowards. I mean. <laughs> is that a hashtag? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Everything's been a hashtag probably at this point. So I don't yeah. know. I That would probably get me some sort of political hashtag if I said hashtag you cowards probably. So never mind. But hashtag give Gareth Edwards another movie is probably good. That's so you, you that's can do that long. One. It probably works though. There's no there's no limit. You can just keep adding characters together. There is no limit. You know where there should be limits? Uh, this this is it. Food. There should be limits with food. Mm-hmm. Yes, I I think we have come to this consensus. We this is why we have food crimes. In 2022, I pose to you both that we end the show here with food crimes. And instead of uh, just saying, is this a food crime? Is that a food crime? In 2022, I want to propose that we begin the the book of, of, of rules, the book of food rules. That's a book of Boba reference. The book, the book of... I mean, you could call it the book of Boba. <laughs> no. We are in California. Boba's not a food crime, though. Unless you don't like tapioca, I guess. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of boba, <laughs> the food, but I'm not here to tell people how to live if they want it. Well, you maybe we should tell people how to live a little bit. I sent you a video, video earlier, and I want to propose the first rule in the book of food rules. Stop impostering things to be other things. Yeah, why do this? Why do this? So this is telling people how to live. 
Don't make a cheeseburger in a tortilla. I, the thing that I saw about this, right? I watched this little video you posted and, yeah. you know, post it on our social so people can see. And, and like, this is a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. You did the work of cooking all the various ingredients and assembling them. And then you did extra work to fold them in this like annoying way so that you could have a tortilla burger thing. And you know, you could have done it all that. Pri- yeah, right. And then press it to heat it again. You know, you could have done instead of all of that. Make a burrito. Just put them on, put them on a bun and sure. eat a normal burger. You didn't have to cook the bun. It's just right there. You just eat it. I understand that all of these ingredients in a different form could be easily used in a burrito, right? Like ground beef, cheese, sure. lettuce, right? Yep. Fine. Yep. But make, make, don't, don't make this to make it look like a hamburger in a tortilla. It's too much. So that's my first proposed rule. And this is, this is what we're going to do to end the show. We're going to debate. And then everybody, when we, when it's food crimes time, you're supposed to bring a rule when you find a food crime. And then we see if we're adding a rule to the book of rules. Okay. Okay. So okay. my 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 food crime this time was the cheeseburger melted gordita or whatever it was and it was presented as a hamburger in the same orientation and everything. And I think food rule number 1 would be don't imposter. Okay. I think anyone who sees this video will agree that someone has attempted to imposter a burger here. Okay, but could th- could my rule be used incorrectly? Could don't imposter prevent good foods? That's the I point mean, we have to debate here. This is this is the test shot that the the first rule we got to really think about how we're going to debate this. <laughs> so I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is if you're going to say something like don't imposter, are you are you calling out things like the trend in veganism to name non-meat food. Yes, after yes, meat. I am. <laughs> I don't need a Beyond Burger. Do you? I mean, they taste fine. I don't really have anything against them. I don't them. think they taste terrible. I, I didn't say they tasted bad. But the, the point is it's supposed to be uh, better food, right? And it's just as bad. In their attempt to create a hamburger that is plant-based, they pound it with coconut oil that uh, will also stop your heart. And also is bad because you have to deforest to make coconut farms. So so maybe that rule applies. Just give me that, so the, give me the that bean I can thing. Think of, the one I can think of here that is a potential pitfall to this rule is what about stuff like a sushi burrito which is legitimately good is, is just it is a su- it is i'm it gonna is, i'm gonna go with jj on that one it, it is a wrapping of sushi in a burrito okay hold on form. not not in a tortilla okay but see that's the thing so it's not impostering a burrito right but it is because it becomes a bur- like you wrap it like a burrito what are you wrapping right find me a picture of this so that I can share it but also describe it <laughs> uh, it but, is fish of is some it, sort like is you it would like put in... chopped tiny like the insides yeah, of a burrito would it, be 
It could be, yeah. Okay. Or you could do chunks like pokey. Depends on how the burrito and how big the burrito is, right? Because uh-huh. obviously you sure. get more or less depending on and that. And it's wrapped in what? Rice. 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 Well, seaweed and then rice. Seaweed and then rice, right? Or seaweed rice and, and then seaweed, depending so what, on how they do what it. Makes yeah. it. What makes it a burrito and not just an extra large roll? The fact that it's completely enclosed. Yeah, so the wrap doesn't just like end in after they circle around the rice lengthwise. Uh-huh. They enclose the entire thing as though it were a tortilla. So it's a roll. It just has ends on it. And is, isn't sliced, but sure. So you have to pick it up and eat it? Yes, you have to eat it like a burrito where you hold it in your hands and take bites out of it. It's an inverted hand roll. I'm not calling that. They just call it a burrito. Okay, I've got I've got another one for you then, Andy. Okay. Where do you where do you fall on a patty melt? Is it impostering a sandwich? Is it impostering a hamburger? No, is it, it something ha- else entirely? It has its own name, yeah. So it's not an imposter. It's so if I can come name. up with a name for this burger tortilla <laughs> thing, is that okay? Then? No, because the, the name for this burger tortilla thing is a gordita, right? The way the what he made is a gordita. The problem that I have with it and what it is impostering is that it, he has made it to look like a hamburger on the inside when really there's no point in that. I mean, that's totally correct, right? Like, why not just wrap all this stuff together normally instead of being weird about it? Yes. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, maybe my, my terminology is wrong. This is the debate is don't imposter my rule or is it not? I don't know. A patty melt to me, a patty melt is just, this is not a patty melt, right? Let's this is using a tortilla. I don't know that I don't want to make the rule. Don't use the wrong. What about like a wrap? What do you mean? Like a, like a chicken wrap or something. Is uh-huh. that a salad? Is it a burrito? It's laziness. It, 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 sure. <laughs> but is it impostering something? Is it? I don't know. It's don't got know. its own this name. Why I'm asking, man. It's got its own name. Okay, so the, the name clears it of wrongdoing. Right. So a sushi burrito might run afoul of this, actually, now that I think more about it. Right, because it's and using burrito. I have yet to see a picture of a sushi burrito. I, I'm not... Ah, fine, give me a second. I, I'll, I'll find It's fine. I got it. Okay, give me this picture of a sushi burrito, because maybe it falls under the rules, and maybe I don't like it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. This is like a... There's a lot of weird pitfalls here, I feel like, potentially. Yeah. Just, I, I don't want to become entrenched in the rule if I can't defend it, so... Uh, hmm. see, this is this is due diligence right here. We're proposing right. a rule. We're putting out the request for comments. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. Scroll, scroll down. We have a 30-day poke your way section. Poke your way. And you'll see it. It's the middle picture. Oh, I don't like that. They have to put paper. This is imposterish because they put paper around it to hold it together. This There's stuff for this. It's called you seaweed. Need, you No, you don't need the paper. The paper is just how they give it to you when they're packaging it up you can take the paper away and it still holds its shape now this is imposterish i don't like it see i'm i'm upset now because i like these and they're very good well if they just cut it then it's just a roll right i mean yeah but how are you gonna eat these pieces of the roll with chopsticks they're gonna like they're way too big you need to hold it like that to give it you know to keep it together but maybe you shouldn't eat sushi like that It 
it really is more pokey than sushi. <laughs> but I it, well, I have no I have no argument of like you shouldn't eat this because it's too much. I, don't, I mean, I guess pokey. There's no argument there. Poke. I don't. I, but pokey doesn't try to uh, imposter anything, right? So like pokey itself is not really sushi, I guess, because it's its own thing. But this so is this impostering either. both burritos and sushi. Then it is. It's double impostering. It has run afoul of the rule twice. And honestly, I look at this and think I don't know that I would want that. I I I hear that both of you like it, sushi burritos. That is. And I'm not opposed to trying. I'm never. I'm never opposed to trying food. I would put this out there. By the way, I'll try anything at least once, except for roasted tarantulas. I won't do that. Hmm. I'm saying I don't like what this guy made on the internet, and now I'm starting to not like this burrito thing. I know there's more examples of this kind of stuff. I just can't think of any right now. So what it tends you out to be there, is what you've you talked come up about. with one. Yeah. Email us. Well, what, yeah, what, what it tends fine. to be, I think, is what you've talked about. Oh, no, they call it a burrito. B-O-R-I-T-O because of the fish. No. Wait, who, where now? On the top of the menu. Oh, is it bon- bonito? I can't tell. Their writing is bad. There's an R dip there. Yeah, that's oh, not no, that's N. that's been in that picture at the very top. That's that's honey bonito. Okay, that's not an N. Somebody's got to work on their writing. Um, I want to set a rule, but we got to debate it. I guess more. I mean, I, I think this is this is the proposal. We have it proposed the rule. Okay, we need I, to hear comments. Putting a P we, by it. Proposed. The, We've made the request for comments here. Okay. People can write in their comments. All right. Uh, you know, debate. We'll debate the rule, and then we will summarily choose to ignore all the the responses if yeah. we so feel. I think can I propose a counter rule? What? Yeah, okay. Is that allowed? Is it a counter rule as in it would sit there as well or would replace it or what? What uh, is how about, I, how about I propose it and then you decide whether you like it better or worse or in addition I'm in I'm in the dark here. Go for it. Okay. So my my proposal is maybe don't create food solely for the clicks. Oh, you mean okay. like those giant trays of uh tabletop nachos? Yeah, where people But this like- also falls under that category. Your little gordita hamburger because it was definitely yeah. only made for the gram i yes i don't know that i would call that a counter rule i think you've proposed your own rule based on what this came from which is food for the gram is bad and i think that is the overriding rule here versus impostering like i think <laughs> don't make food for the gram just invalidates anything made that way okay all right hmm so which they can't both sit on the list then is what you're saying, JJ? You're the arbiter here. Because oh, no, I'm not saying that they can't both be on the list, but I'm saying in terms of this video that you showed us, if if Michael's rule is adopted, we don't need your rule because you're, this okay. thing gets blown out immediately because it was clearly only made to make a video. Okay. No one would ever do this. This Making this this way is more work and yeah. see like and can't be a better tasting result. Like I just – I can't yeah. believe that it would be. Got to be bad. Okay. So I will have to bring more examples of don't imposter in order for it to make the rules or people can email more examples of don't imposter. 
yeah. and the new counter proposed rule no food for the gram is rule number and like one. maybe there are examples of like food made for the gram where actually it's good and we're all wrong but okay. i haven't seen one so you know who knows i don't think well does does that website tasty account as making for food for the gram i don't know what that is no because those they do a whole lot of actual recipes so they are making food and JJ, putting it on social media. JJ, uh, tasty.co is the website. And it's basically like a recipe website that then uses Instagram to like show cooking stuff. But sometimes they have crazy things on there. Ooh, the latest recipe is lumpia. Oh. Love yeah, lumpia. but I, I would say their stuff is more more instructive than it is actually uh just done for for the clicks i would say i have made their ratatouille recipe and it is good this is like a collection of recipes more than they just use the instagram posts to fill out their content farm here okay so they do not count as for the gram i would not say directly okay then uh because they're they're trying to tell you a recipe here and you could then make it look all pretty and whatever like food for show is still gonna always be a thing right someone is gonna make the prettiest looking hamburger or the like most fancy looking salad in the universe but 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 we're talking more like guy fieri style food for the gram and i don't want to be too harsh because guy fieri's food is good sometimes oh i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying his food i guess i meant i know what you mean the food that he eats on stunt food right stunt food that he eats i guess because he is a decent chef and uh, a good person and i'm not gonna slam the man uh and like you know like you know he goes on that what's the diners drive-ins and dives show Uh where he just goes to all kinds of places and they make all kinds of delicious food and most of it is not weird it's just normal food but with like a cool twist that this restaurant is doing. Uh, sometimes though, it is the nine patty thing, you know, right. It's not, ne- Occasionally. It's, not it's not only that though. It is normally just like, Oh, this is a fish burger instead of a normal burger. Look at all this. Cool hold on, hold on. Fish burger. Yeah. You're going to say like, you can't fry a piece of fish and put it on, on a burger patty. I mean, that's not a burger though. That's imposturing. <laughs> That that feels a little pedantic. It's not pedantic. If you're going to call it a burger. Then what is a burger? What's yeah. A patty oh, dog? there you go. <laughs> no, no. I, I want an answer to my question. <laughs> what is a burger? Is a burger a sandwich, Michael? Yes, of course it is. Oh. I don't know. I don't. I wasn't prepared to is defend chili- what is a burger currently. <laughs> is chili soup? <laughs> soup. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That just feels redundant. Yeah. Uh, okay. So are we mo- yeah. we're moving forward with two rules? I mean, I think uh, until we can get ca- you know until we can get counterexamples for reasons why we shouldn't adopt these rules, they're you okay. know provisionally adopted here. And you know, if we don't hear anything in the next couple of weeks, then we, we they go done. into effect. Okay. 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 But if you don't like a rule, uh, you need to speak up. And say, this is why I think don't imposter or no food for the gram don't count as rules. And that applies to us, too. If we if we come back next week or the week after, hey, I found this thing. This is 
does this count as impostering, right? And like I mean, I guess since we're in charge of the rules, we reserve the right to invalidate our own rules. But oh, yeah, you know, sure. obviously, yeah. um, you know, we're trying to do a service to the people. We're not going to intentionally do that. We're going to write the book of food rules. Yeah. The, the no-nos. You know, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives has a sushi burrito with Guy Fieri. I'm going to yeah, watch sure, it. Sure they do. I'm going to watch that Dude, one there, next. There have been 100 million episodes of God, that show. So there's probably so much in mayo. everything. Oh, my God. It's so much mayo. Oh. Have you ever seen them make pokey in a restaurant? It's always so much mayo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, that ends our new uh, segment style food crimes thing. And uh, they're definitely going to need the email after that, JJ. Yeah, and that email is podcast at wewergamers.com. Send us your proposed uh, food crime, uh, I don't know, examples there uh, so that we can, you know, see if they fit. Or if you have counter examples to our rules, please, uh, we want to hear them. And that's podcast at wewergamers.com. You can also uh, send them to us on social media. We're on Facebook at We Were Gamers, YouTube, uh, We Were Gamers, uh, all one word. And this podcast, of course, you're listening to on some fine podcasting platform. Uh, and please subscribe to us and leave reviews. That does help. There's apparently deleted scenes in Disney Plus for the original Star Wars. <laughs>